Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Winchester Radio. Um, first one after the time change. I hope everybody found us okay. Uh, again, we uh, moved a little bit. Uh, we're now a part of Media Boulevard, and we're we're starting to catch up a little bit, but I, I think we're still a little bit behind. And uh, uh, I hope everybody can find us because we miss you guys. And but we're part of uh, it's just uh, if you search for us on iTunes, it's you gotta search for Media Boulevard, and it's the abbreviation of Boulevard, which is Be Like and Bobby. Uh, L V D like and Bean, <laughs> and uh, then uh, it'll, it'll find us. And our anyway, uh, pass it on. Uh, tell your friends we're still around and doing podcasts. This is our first new one uh, after a week or two. And as soon as uh, the show starts up again, new April fifteenth. Uh, you turn in your taxes, and then you can uh, if you're in the U.S. and then uh, you can. Watch the episode, and then we'll have a podcast the next night. Uh, our call-in number is 347-205-9801. Uh, again, uh, where you can download us through iTunes. Just search for Media Boulevard or Media Boulevard Winchester Radio. You can find us on winchesterbros.com and just click on the Winchester Radio icon. You can go to blogtalkradio.com, look for Media Boulevard, Winchester Radio, and we will be there. And you can always check Facebook and Twitter. Uh, We post like mad. Uh, Please feel free to share those links. Uh, If you see them on Facebook or Twitter, retweet. Uh, That would be great because, you know, we got a lot of – this is a a great episode we're going to talk about tonight. We've got some more great episodes coming. We might have a surprise or two coming up. Besides an actual uh, episode discussion, you never know. And I wouldn't want anybody to miss it. Tonight we're talking about the 16th episode of the sixth season of uh, Supernatural, titled, And Then There Were None. So I'm here, Clarity, and Becky's here. Hello, Becky. Howdy. <laughs> uh, PQ's off demon hunting, I think, for the month. It's a big job. <laughs> and... Uh, We'll we'll get her back later. Uh, it's a, this is a great episode. I really really liked it. Um, I thought it was full of uh, action and uh, time didn't drag at all. It zipped right on by, and it actually gave me a couple of yikes moments. I was really surprised, and it reminded me a lot of the Exiles episode Ice, one of those contained. Yeah. Space. It was Go ahead. When basically exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, <laughs> the worm and ear and everything. Mm-hmm. Except um, we didn't see this creature like crawling like inside like at the back of their neck or anything like that. And it wasn't the Antarctic. <laughs> it was a little bit warmer <laughs> in Michigan than it was the Antarctic. But uh, otherwise, it being a small space and a creature that um, got in your head and changed your personality enough to uh, uh, get into violence and murder, and you don't really remember it. Though 
the creature in ice, did you actually die from the creature, or is it just that it got you got to a certain point where you killed yourself or, or killed someone else or was or, or caused such trouble that somebody else killed you? Yeah, I, I think it just got to the, in ice, it just got to the point where you either killed yourself or someone killed you. So it was very, very similar to this. Well, you know, if you're going to steal, you steal from the best, and that was a classic X-Files episode. So, yep, it was. Uh, uh, you know, they, like you said, they weren't in the Antarctic, but they had closed themselves off in the in the cannery. And, mm. yeah, the only thing we just needed, you know, to have, you know, Sam Redeen locked in a closet, you know, <laughs> so while the other ones were out there, missing whether or not it's them or not. Mhm. Um. <laughs> oh, oh. One thing while I'm while I'm thinking of it, um, the mm-hmm. guy, the truck driver, the truck driver at the beginning of the episode was Scotty and Scarecrow. Oh. From Scotty's diner, who sat outside, you know, and uh, Dean told him he sure had, he had a smile that lit up a room. You know, that's the same actor. Uh-huh. Like. That was driving me crazy. It's like I know that I know that guy. I've seen him before. Who is? It? I looked him up today, and it was Scotty. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's always cool to see someone you recognize. Um, gosh, and uh, it was really uh, cool, at least for the first oh fifty-five minutes of the show, to see Rufus. Fortunately, Rufus went the way of. Um, too many characters on Supernatural and died in the line of duty to be hunters. Um, You know, I really liked Rufus, and I'm really sorry uh, to see him gone because it's like he was just getting rolling in this episode. They just started talking about his past relationship with Bobby, and it was so interesting. He could have gone on for at least another episode or, or two before... I know they kill everybody on the show, but it's kind of like I, you're afraid to care about somebody because you just know where they're headed. You know, and I think, you know, as much as I love John, you know, mm-hmm. I I think I'm going to miss Rufus more than I do actually miss John. I just, uh-huh. I just really, really liked Rufus. And, yeah. And speaking of X-Files, I, he had like a little extra extra thing for me because he was Mr. X on X-Files. It was, yeah, so, he, it was so cool to see him and Mitch Pelagian scenes together because, you know, they were X and Skinner on X-Files. And one of my mm-hmm. all-time favorite fights on X-Files was between Mitch's Skinner and Steve as X having this great big fight in an elevator. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of fighting a little bit in this episode. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was really great. And it was a while ago, but um, I got to see Stephen Williams at at an X-Files convention. It was a long time ago, but it was was really, really cool um, to see him in person. He's got a big personality, just like he does on on the show, big personality. He got the LA convention. I missed his panel uh, and everything, but I got to see him that night at the karaoke party. Oh, cool. And he's going to be at the Vancouver convention, so I'm going to make sure I make it to his panel in in Vancouver. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm really gonna gonna miss 
Rufus. He's one of those that, you know, he wasn't on too many episodes, but he made a real impression, I think, on on fandom. And it was so, going back and watching the episode uh, again and seeing how Sam and Dean's faces just light up when they see him because, you know, he's another hunter. He's helped them a lot. They've been through a lot together. And they were actually, you know, glad to see him. A little bit like Bobby, kind of, kind of again, grumpy old men <laughs> together. <laughs> and we found out something really important about the past. It was uh, Rufus who helped train Bobby in hunting. And he met Bobby when Bobby's wife was possessed. And Bobby, of course, didn't have a clue at the time. He says in the episode, I was Joe Mechanic and had no idea how to deal with anything like that, anything supernatural. And he says Rufus came, you know, busted in and uh, uh, took care of his uh, wife properly and then brought Bobby into hunting. And Sam and Dean got to thank Rufus for that because, you know, without him rescuing Bobby and training him, they, they wouldn't have Bobby Singer the way he is today. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm really sorry to see him go. I mean, it waited for some great drama, but I think it could have been a little bit farther down the road. And I would like to know some more of the Omaha story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't know exactly what happened. It sounded like whatever it was, it was probably a while ago, probably while Bobby was still still young as a hunter, still early as a hunter, and possibly went, you know, uh, uh, into something too fast, guns blazing or or maybe and, too and quick a, a female, What's that? And a, a female, sound like a female got killed that was close, really close to Rufus. So yeah, and we don't even know. Was or, yeah, we don't know if it was another uh, woman hunter. We don't know if it was a daughter sister, wife, friend, who, who knows, but whatever it was, it was somebody close to Rufus and Bobby obviously made that mistake and that might, he might remember that now because he's usually the one that's pulling Sam and Dean back, you know, let's think about it or like he says in this episode, you know, if we run across Eve, the mother of all, we're going to turn tail and run because we have no idea how to handle it, we're in over our head. So it was weird later, he said, uh, and it sounded a little strange when he says to Rufus, we should just go in, you know, guns blazing. And I'm, I know it was just a, a cue, really, to get Rufus talking about the other situation, but it's not usually Bobby's way, I don't think. I don't remember anything. Do you ever remember Bobby just throwing caution to the wind and plowing into something? No, uh-uh. Bobby's always, you know, let's think about this first and come up with a plan. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes Dean gets into things a little quickly, occasionally Sam, but Sam not nearly as much as as Dean, Um, so yeah, we found out so much about Rufus, we found out um, he had a pacemaker, was still hunting, Mm -hmm. we found out he lost three toes, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, which, you know, for a hunter at his age is relatively unscathed, (laughs) you know, if you think about it. You know, it's not too bad. (laughs) Um, And how old would you say Rufus and Bobby are, 60s, 60? 
Gwen and Grandpa Samuel this episode, it was like there was no payoff really to them being a part of the storyline this year. They brought in the Campbells mm-hmm. and didn't really do anything with them. It's like, what was the point in them to begin with? You know, we really, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of a letdown to me. I, you know, it was like, oh, we brought them in. Oh, now we're killing them off. But there was, it's like, well, what was the point? There was, mm-hmm. I was really disappointed in that. Yeah, me too. I thought, I don't know if it, if they decided in the writer's room that the Campbells were kind of a fun idea while it lasted, but they didn't they didn't know where else to go. And they just said, Well, we're gonna just just cut our losses and that's that's it. But I I disagree. Like like I said, I mean I you know, I thought uh uh Christian Coronetic's, uh character, he actually had a point. I thought it was pretty cool that he was possessed. I don't mind so much for him. I thought he progressed pretty well and then got the end he deserved. And even well, I Samuel had a little bit more. Sorry? I think Christian was killed off too soon, too. Um, yeah. We knew he was possessed. They could have used that a little bit longer than what they did, you know. Mm-hmm. My yeah, because like we found out and then he was gone. Yeah. It's like, and I know the Campbells weren't very popular with the fans and everything, but still, they had to have had a point somehow to them being there. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, it was like, oh, that's who Sam hung out with for his whole year. Well, he didn't necessarily have to hang out with this this newfound family, you know. So mm-hmm. Sam didn't care about family. He could have hung out with anybody. So. Yeah, I I don't think um, he did hang out with them every single minute. I think there was plenty of hunts. He was on his own. He seemed to like being on his own and maybe just caught up with them, you know, every now and there was the time he was on his own before he even found them. And I'm hoping that, you know, maybe we'll do more flashbacks, which means, uh, you know, Gwen and Samuel and even Christian, we could we could easily see them uh, again. But I, I agree. I think at least two out of three went way too soon. And uh, even Samuel um Again, there, I think there was so much more. He's their grandfather, and then and they had this whole confrontation about uh, Mary and everything else, and there, that could have been so much more. I I don't yeah. know yeah. if. Um... Good. We we know that Crowley, you know, well, we know Crowley said he brought them back, you know, because to help them get find purgatory. He mm-hmm. didn't necessarily, you know, I don't think he necessarily really needed Samuel for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, not not really, not without a bigger point to having him back. Um, and unless uh, that's was, a... Unless they had a storyline that they were going to go to with him and decided to go a different way is the only thing I can figure out. It seems to me that they had... Other ideas, they hit a dead end. At least they thought they hit a dead end. And then they thought, uh-oh, we have this entire giant war going on in heaven, and we've barely touched on it. I think it would have been more interesting maybe to involve Samuel and Gwen in the war in heaven, especially since uh, Samuel we don't know. What? 
didn't. Well, I would think Samuel has been to heaven. You know, if if when Dean and Sam died, they went to hell. Well, Sam mm-hmm. must Samuel must have went to heaven, so he could have. You know, they could have used that as you know some his information from that and part of their war or whatever. Mhm. Yeah, I I think so too. Like, why did he? He's dead. Did he go back there? Is he coming back? Maybe that could make some sense. You know, I mean, I don't know. He makes after, maybe he the things he did since he came back, making deals mm. with a demon and all that stuff. I don't know if that would necessarily let him go back to heaven. Mhm. Yeah. Probably not, but again, if I don't know, if hell, if hell is involved again somehow, even purgatory, maybe he somehow ended up there. You'd get someone who'd been in heaven and had been in hell. He'd be uh, possibly an ally for somebody, right. you know, or that could be part. Maybe they are going somewhere with that. Maybe he's going to be going somewhere with that purgatory storyline. So. Mhm. Yeah, I mean I I have pretty good faith in the writers on this show, you know, and I I mean they don't always make the same choices I would have made. I don't necessarily agree with everything they decide to do with characters, but sometimes sometimes you just got to trust along, you know, and think this is so bizarre that everybody went so soon, maybe there is a point to it. It, again, it could be we don't know where this this was a good idea, but we're not thrilled about where it went, so we're just going to finish it and give everybody a great exit, and we're done. I, I don't know, and that could be it. It could just be uh, let's have Dean kill Gwen and Sam got to kill Samuel, <laughs> and... And Bobby killed Rufus. I mean, it's all just more terrible things that Sam, Dean, and Bobby have had to do in their line of work. I mean, how how awful. To, I mean, Dean was pretty disturbed that that he killed Gwen. I mean, he was he was angry, but he didn't. I don't think he would have wanted to kill her. No, I think yeah, I think he he too liked her too. You know, I think mm-hmm. he, she was a she was a hunter that also liked to. She used her own mind. She made her own decisions and mm-hmm. listened to both sides of the story before she, you know, came up with her idea, her opinion. Mm-hmm. So I think he respected her. And, yeah, she was probably the only Campbell he actually liked. So Yeah. And, again, it's a pity that it all, it, it turned out that way, that Samuel turned out that way because, they were that's Mary's father. And you know yeah. how they love and revere their mother and to have that kind of relationship with grandpa, that's a that's a pity too. You know, but it would have been would have been nice. Um boy. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know what to think. I mean there's nothing nothing we can do about it unless there's something going on with them coming back to do, to be a part of the, the the heavenly war. There's a lot going on this season, and it might be a little too much. So maybe Samuel was just a, a vehicle for Sam. So I don't know. It probably would have been just as interesting to have Sam hunting on his own for a year and doing 
terrible things. And then every time they go to a town, they could run into somebody else who could tell in the story, tell Dean the story. So I, I don't know. Yeah, me Yeah. I uh, I think the rest of the season, though, is going to be much more cohesive and going to make more sense. I think we're moving right along to a huge climax with the war in heaven and Cass and everybody else involved in that. So I... It's like, it's like the season, the part of the season that... Um, had Sam without a soul kind of matched the way the first part of the season was. You know, things felt strange and very off-kilter and we weren't sure of things and not exactly what was going on. And now that Sam has his soul back, we're going to have more direction, you know. And, and uh, so I mean, it's a little bit, little bit the same. Um, do you feel like it's like a problem of Sarah being showrunner no. at all. And I don't necessarily think that either. I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah, I don't know. This season, I, I you know, I'm enjoying the season. It's There's been some really, really great episodes. But you're right, it mm-hmm. just doesn't mean as, like we've said all the other years of the podcast, with Supernatural, every year they tell us what they're going to do at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And then they do. Then they do it at the end of the year. And this year, they didn't tell us anything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they wasn't something that we're you know been going working towards. And so I I think that might be why I feel a little like lost at sea with it or something. Because it's mm-hmm. just it, it's just different than all the other seasons. Not that it's not that it's bad. It's just. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah, I and and, it, and it's it's okay, but you know, usually with uh, the show and the season and the network, a showrunner doesn't get much luxury of trying different ideas and things and going too radical because you only get a certain amount of episodes, and and it's not like Eric Kripke moved on to something else and they never saw him. I mean, he himself said, you know, I spend probably too much time hanging around the offices and and they're going to be like, you know, telling me to get the hell out (laughs) because I've been here too much. So, I, you know, you can't, I don't think you can pick on Sarah too much because Eric Kripke's still hanging around. And uh, most everybody there, not everybody, but most everybody there has been there a while. And even the new people, their scripts would have to be, finalized and approved by Sarah or Robert Singer or even Ben Enlin, Eric Kripke, somebody. So they're and and we've talked before, that's you know, that's a lot of work and a lot of stress and they work on several scripts in several different versions at once, plus doing the show itself and filming. There's a lot to keep track of and not every single episode is gonna be perfection. So but it was a little bit bizarre earlier this season and, and we're so used to them saying we we uh, this is going to happen and then it happened maybe they said you know what we keep doing that so let's not do it this time the only thing I, way I can compare it a little bit is that Sam started the season without a soul we didn't know that we found out he, that was the problem he didn't have a soul and then they had to work on getting his soul back so I think maybe that was kind of the project of the first part of the season 
And the, the only thing that they that they are kind of doing now that I think goes along with the tell us what they're going to do and then do it is they you know Sam's wall on his head. You know Sam's mm-hmm. got a wall on his head. Don't scratch it. Don't scratch it. So that means of course mm-hmm. he's going to scratch it. Of course that wall's going to come down. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and they're going to you know. So I think that's our, our one thing that's the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. We're going to be huge, <laughs> yes. massive Sam. <laughs> yeah, and and we did talk before how glad we were that Sam being soulless didn't last 22 episodes, that they did, it did only last a certain amount, and then they figured, they told us how we can get it back or how we can, how they can hopefully deal with it, but there could be problems. It's not like that came out of left field. And then uh, he did get his soul back, and, and, and you're right. It's like there's a wall, and they've told us if you scratch it, it's going to fall, it's going to be a problem. And we've already seen hints at that, so that's definitely something. And then mixed in there somewhere is the war in heaven and Cass's whole deal <laughs> going on. So, um, yeah, I guess Cass? they... Who's this Cass you speak of? I don't know. There's a character on your name, Cass? Castiel, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's another thing. We haven't seen too much cast this season. Um, I, I, I I wish the war in heaven had actually been been a little bit more mixed in with uh, Sam and being soulless and and uh, um, and uh, another thing that I'm I've mentioned before that I'm kind of bugged about is that. Um, when Death and Dean have their have their whole discussion, um, uh, Death seems to know something's going on with the souls, and he tells Dean, "You've got to be a detective. Mm-hmm. Uh, find out what's going on." And and they haven't mentioned it since. They've talked about oh. Sam's particular situation, but he but the way death sounded it's like there's something much bigger going on unless again we're gonna see more of that coming up in the last um wow, six episodes. Seven? Yep, six more there's six more. This is sixteen. So that yeah. means there's two left. Yeah, seven and and uh wow. <laughs> So that might come up again. We're not really sure, <laughs> but that is a big that is a big deal. It's like the, you know they they told us about it, and, and if you're going to do that, like mention it again. <laughs> you know, it, it is so easy to do too because you know uh, uh, Sam Sam could could go out for food. He could come back. Dean's on the computer researching about the foals and says, you know, uh-huh. Doug told me the whole thing about foals, and it's your soul's back, and there's as well. I'm trying to, and that's it. Two minutes. But but it's not enough for us to know that they didn't forget. And right. I and I'm and I sound like I'm being really hard in this season, but that's happened in other seasons too. Because I know a lot of people complained that the apocalypse took <laughs> took a really long time, <laughs> and for you know uh, Sam and Lucifer to have their uh, confrontation, it took all season. And some people complained, well, it took too long. So this isn't the only season. I don't mean to point it out as the only one because it isn't. There's been other problems. So. We'll see, you know, when we when we do the podcast for the season finale. Hopefully it won't be the series finale. The season finale, six season finale, we'll say, well, uh, they actually did tie up all those loose ends we talked about, you know, six weeks ago. <laughs> like, weeks well, ago. You know, it wasn't surprised. I know, you know, 
I would not be surprised if, like, all the stuff we're talking about, they're going to address them within the last few episodes because they, they're really good about that. If they bring mm-hmm. up the questions, usually, you know, they usually are really good at answering them. Mm-hmm. But also from what, you know, from Paley Fest, a little bit we learned, it's going to be a huge cliffhanger for the season finale. So, yeah. Oh, be ready to be pulling our hair out all summer long again. Again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. They said big cliffhanger, and again, all sorts of relationships change, and, you know, that never bodes well. And I, <laughs> and I wonder, because last season when we started hearing bits and pieces about Swan Song, and they were like, expect character deaths, and this is going to be pretty terrible. It is the apocalypse of Lucifer. And we thought, oh, my God, you know, because this, this will be it for Bobby, or this will be it for Kaz, or someone else, somebody will actually uh, really die that, you know, we've had for a long time and, and love so much. And that was true, but it wasn't the whole truth, because, yeah, Cass exploded. Yeah, Bobby got his neck broken, but... Both of them were alive and well before the end of Swan Song, before the season finale. So this might be the same kind of thing. We hear all these dire things, and I have no doubt things will change, but it may not be what we think. And, you know, when, because I know that wall is going to come down, when Sam's mm-hmm. wall comes down and he starts having these memories, I really, I really, really hope we find out what went on with Adam. <laughs> you know, down there. Yeah. Like, I'm worried about that boy. <laughs> yeah, did, uh, um, didn't somebody, the the Paley Festival, it, it was last weekend, I'm sure everybody knows, because that was just a fantastic experience. I, I wish I could have gone, but I've watched, you know, tons of the videos and read the reports and everything. It, looked, it was just great. They had lots of great questions and Mo Ryan was the moderator, and she did a great job, and everybody talking, and everybody on the panel itself was really talkative and having a great time and and all that. Was there anything in there mentioned about, I'm so sorry, I lost my train of thought, where what were we just talking about? Adam? Discussing Adam, that's it. Didn't they, didn't somebody ask, oh, I, I didn't way. hear. I didn't hear anybody ask about Adam. Well, I wish they had. Maybe, um, maybe it was just wishful thinking on on <laughs> on, on my part that they'd actually mentioned uh, Adam. Um, for, yeah, I guess as far as we know, he's still stuck in the cage, right? That's well, yeah. I, yeah. I wish. I wish. I wish they would mention him. Because the, la- the only. The only mention we've had this year was when uh, Dean went to um, Dr. Freddy Krueger's office and was killed for that few minutes to make the deal with Death, and Death told him, you know, we could choose between Adams or Sam's, and he chose Sam's, so that's the only role yeah. we've heard. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, who knows? I mean, we haven't heard anything but you know the uh, Mark Shepard was a complete surprise in that Crowley episode and he made a point of asking mm-hmm. for himself not to be in the credits or anything else so who knows maybe Jake Abel will 
show up at the end of the season just to finish off that storyline or further it or something. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Uh, I'm watching the... I love the scene. I'm watching it, you know, as we're talking. When they all check their ears for goo. <laughs> that <laughs> that was just so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a such a funny moment. I mean, there's a, that's one thing Supernatural excels at is even in, like, some of the darkest episodes, there's always a laugh in there somewhere. And that was definitely a, a moment like that. And and uh, after um, Dean realizes that this has happened to him and, the, and the, they kept calling it the Khan worm, which, of course, is from the Star Trek movie, The Wrath of Khan, when um, Seti Alpha 6, with our ear eels, um, got in their ears. And again, I, who knows, the X-Files maybe stole from The Wrath of Khan. So things just keep going round and round and round. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so he calls it that, and then Rufus goes to check Dean's ear, and Dean jumps away and says, you know, buy me a drink first, at least, which is very funny <laughs> also. <laughs> and, well, um, how, and, and uh, how creepy was Bobby when he was possessed by the worm? Mm, yeah, he did oh a great gosh. job. Yeah. And was like, you know, go ahead and ask. I've been waiting for you to ask. And like, ew, creepy, creepy. (laughs) And it was really creepy. Aside of of Jim Beaver, you know, even that hadn't seen before, it was very, very creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And he said that it's mostly his voice, but they did add something in post-production to Mm -hmm. give it some kind of resonance. But, yeah, it was, yeah, he did a really, really cool job. And, I, I, that must have been a tough day being, you know, bound up and the duct tape stuff. And, and you know, they always, like, take the duct tape off without too much trouble. And I'm thinking, oh, duct tape, duct tape, you know, like sticks in a hurricane. So just about. So it isn't really that much fun to, to right. take off. And I feel sorry for Bobby because he's got a beard and that would make it twice as bad. <laughs> so... Yeah, oh, and, and how about the scene where they figure out it's electricity that gets the conworm out of them? Or, or And and so they all, like, like put the live wire on themselves to, to test. And, and poor Dean. And then uh, he's like, oh, I'll do it for Sam. Sam's like, just the hell with it. I'll just do it to myself. And Dean's pretty surprised. And then the whole thing with with uh, Rufus, and that's when we found out he had a pacemaker, and then, and then, you know, I guess because they trust Bobby, but there's Bobby standing there with both hands behind his back. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, okay, I understand you've been, the guy's been through a lot, but <laughs> there was a big clue right there. <laughs> Why, yeah, oh. not acting at all a little, you know, down yeah. there or anything, oh. at all. Jeez. And I, was, I was also thinking, I wonder if it would have been as simple as, I, of course, couldn't hear each other, but you could have just, like, put stuff in your ears. But I, it's entirely possible the worm would have found another way in, I guess, which you... <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Ick. <laughs> and that really would not have been fun at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we don't want that to happen. Um. 
else? Oh, and I noticed the poor, poor Sam stuck uh, tied up again. He's always getting tied up somehow. So they're not sure. And he kills Anne. When he killed Samuel, he was he was himself, and Samuel was actually Samuel. I was a little bit surprised Sam no, shot him because he wanted to hear more. Hmm? Sam Samuel was still Samuel had the worm in him. That's right. Uh, Sam just thought or, or was wondering, did he have it or have not? So it's probably a good thing he shot him. But yeah, but still, I was like, him. yikes. He didn't have goo in his ear because the worm was still in his head when they killed mm-hmm. him. It goo only shows up when the worm leaves. So right. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was creepy. Um, one thing I'm I'm really happy to see because it seems like we spent most of the time complaining. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, one thing I was I I am love 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 seeing is that. Sam and Dean are really Sam and Dean again, you know. They really are. Mm-hmm. It's not like everything is, you know, uh, hugs and puppies, <laughs> but they're they're back to being brothers and brotherly and caring about each other. And, and you really saw it when um, the door slid between Sam and Dean. Sam's on one side, Dean's on the other, and they're both freaked out. You know, it's like they're separated and. And Dean's yelling, you know, Sam, Sammy, and Dean. And Sam's like, Dean, Dean, like, watch yourself. He's worried about him, you know, what could happen it to him. It reminded me of the scene in the episode where Gordon became a vampire and put the wall down between them and separated mm-hmm. them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I I feel like they're really, really getting back or, or there. And it was so great to read in the in the um interviews and things about the Paley Festival is that the the writers, I think, might have been Kripke himself, who said, you really see Sam and Dean acting like a cohesive unit again, and we like that, and it's going well. And I'm like, oh, thank God they're not talking about breaking them up again. So even the writers and everybody agree that they're keeping them together. So that's a, that's a good thing, you know, that's something that will make me happy pretty much no matter what happens in the rest of the episodes, I say pretty much. <laughs> I'm so worried, you know, I'm worried about Bobby, worried about Cass, <laughs> worried about Metallicar. <laughs> but um, uh, at least it sounds positive for Sam and Dean to really be Sam and Dean again. Even with the wall possibly likely falling down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I I loved your um, um, kicking the door open together at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Great to see. Really and, cool. Uh, yeah, that was a good fight. Yeah, and they kicked the door down together. Kind of a nice, um, ex- ex- obvious uh, symbol of them working together again. And uh, and boy, they're they're strong because that was a pretty heavy post put in that door. It wasn't just like a little mm-hmm. little like broomstick or something. Of course, they are that that strong. <laughs> but it was like yikes. Um, oh, another funny moment it was kind of creepy, but it was also really funny is that when they're gonna do a bit of an autopsy on Samuel. And Rufus says to Bobby, um, you got a cranial saw in your car? And Bobby's like, of course. Like, of course, doesn't everybody carry a cranial saw? 
<laughs> yeah, did of course I got a cranial saw. <laughs> I know. And not only do they have a cranial saw, but they have a a bone saw and a hacksaw they've all came back with. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, that was it was funny but it was a little creepy too. <laughs> like you <laughs> Yeah, and that was scary too when they start to start to cut into Samuel's head and he just pops up alive again. Oh, and uh, you know they, I don't, you know the the visual effects or whatever were excellent there. It looks like they're actually cutting into his head. They did mm-hmm. a really good job. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, I wonder, I wonder what happened to Gwen and Samuel's bodies. I mean, they yeah. don't show them. They only show the service for Rufus, which I, I'm surprised they had a service for Rufus, unless, of course, they 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 burned all three of them, cremated all well, three of them. I hope they did. Rufus was buried because he's Jewish. Right, but he's a hunter, and I, I understand why that was done, but I but he's a hunter, so you'd think him possibly being brought back for you know some kind of evil deeds would would trump him being Jewish. And I don't mean to be disrespectful, but okay, his case well, there is a little bit different. Hmm? Apparently, he must have let Bobby know, you know, hey, when I go, I want to go Jewish. I don't want to go hunter. You know, he wants he wanted to have a Jewish service. Yeah, but I just think it's weird that they that they they did it. It's not unprecedented, obviously, because Sam refused to burn Dean's body. Mm-hmm. Of course, thinking that he'd bring him back, and Bobby even says, "I I wanted to wanted to burn you." And Dean asks, "Why didn't you burn you know burn the bones?" So I wonder if they burned Samuel and Gwen. We didn't um, see it. I'm we didn't hear about it. Assuming they did. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to find out. I mean, I would I would hope so. Um, I really just because this time you know what's what's dead should stay dead you know in Samuel's case since it's been <laughs> some big problems before so and why didn't they burn did they burn Samuel the first time he died and if so I guess it doesn't matter because they can bring you back very true yeah hmm well, when when he died the first time his you know Deanna died at the, you know, at the same time. So that would have left it all in Mary's hands. Mm-hmm. So as a minor, uh, I don't know if she would have, you know, been able to request, the, you know, the been able to get her parents, mm-hmm. you know, cremated or whatever instead of buried. So no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Questions, questions. Yeah, that's okay. Still got us thinking, you know, a lot of things going on six years later. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and again, it sounds like we're, well, me <laughs> complaining a bunch this time, but that's okay. I don't mind them trying things and, and not just depending on a formula. You know, like they yeah. CSI or something. At least they're trying. And I mean, Eric Kripke is the first one to you know point out things that are wrong in episodes. So it's mm-hmm. fine for the it's fine for the fans to do it too. So 
Yeah. Well, and and he agrees lots of times too. It's like he he always mentions Red Sky at morning. You know, he agrees that was not a successful episode. And at, again, I at the Paley Fest, um, I you know he everybody complains about that one. Kripke complains about I like Red mm-hmm. Sky. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, there, there's another one that's almost universally uh, dissed, and that's Bugs. And there's parts of Bugs I really like. And there's parts of Red Sky at Morning that are really good. Any episode that gets Sam and Dean in tuxedos, I can't complain too much. <laughs> the only part of Bugs that I don't like is how it's, it's you know, midnight and the next thing you know it's morning. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they're not, it's not the only show that sort of thing happens on. But I Anyway, um, and uh, at uh, Paley Fest, again, uh, somebody asked Eric Kripke, you know, is there anything you can go back and do over or change? And he goes back and he talks about a scene in the pilot six years ago. And he said, yeah. it, can't you tell? He says, I won't let it go at the whole exposition <laughs> scene, which he, everybody knows is necessary, especially in a pilot episode. That's what makes them so tough. But to hear him, he still hasn't let it go, you know, and mm-hmm. it was so funny the way he described it. I definitely advise people to go out and find the videos from the panel, and dreadcentral.com has the panel on there, the full panel in two parts to watch. So it's and it's about just about an hour, and I highly, highly recommend it. And he tells the story very, very funny, and he says, you know, they're doing the scene, and it's like between Sam and Dean, and he says, why doesn't one just say to the other, why are you telling me this stuff? I know, I live and yeah, and and Jensen and Jared are, are nodding their heads like, yeah, you know, we were like, oh, my God, doing that scene. And, and Jensen says, you know, thank God for guest stars who came in and could finally do those exposition scenes for <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's why any character on some shows, like they'll do it on a, like a medical show where one doctor will explain a procedure in such detail to another doctor, and you're like, of course the other doctor would know, but the audience doesn't, so somebody's got to explain it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. So what else about this episode? What else? Uh, What did you think of Eve? She, the creepiest part about Eve was when we saw her real face or whatever it was on the video screen. That was all I thought that was extremely creepy. And yeah. it's like it's like apparently, you know, she's the big bad for the year. And I you know, I just wish we knew a little bit more about her, you know, here we're getting down to the end and she's barely in mm-hmm. the in the show, we don't know much about her. We know she's the mother of all demons from when Bobby mm-hmm. you know, when Bobby was possessed, he got a little bit of information from him and that her plans are to make more creatures because apparently the conworm was brand new, and so what was brand new? What was brand new? Conworm it was like a brand new invention oh. of hers. And yeah. So her did she her, make it? That's what it sounded like. She made it in purgatory or wherever she was, and it's like so. From what I I got from when the conworm was possessing Bobby, was that Eve's plan is she's making all these new demons to go along with all the old demons, so there are more demons than people on Earth mm-hmm. that they can take over. That's what I got from it. Yeah. So, yeah, like she said, you know, we're going to have you in pens and, you know, have your children as, as veal, which is really creepy. And it's actually a pretty 
like tried and true plan for a bad guy. You know, it's the it's the plot mm-hmm. of V. Also, it was the plot of Alien Nation. You know, and uh, you know, bunch of slaves or food or or whatever. So I I don't see a, a problem with that because you know, as far in in real history, real Earth history is there's always one people trying to conquer another people. Um, you know, most people most people prefer peace, but there's always somebody out there who doesn't. And and so I I uh, it's uh, doesn't bother me at all that that's what he was up to. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure about the actress yet. I don't dislike her. I need to see her some more. I thought uh, Catherine Boucher. Boucher. Yeah. What? We've not seen much of her. Yeah. Yeah, Catherine Boucher. Boucher. Catherine Boucher. She was Lilith. Catherine Boucher. Catherine Boucher. Yes, Boucher. She was turned out to be a great Lilith. We didn't see too much of her, but she I thought, you know, when they when they went from the little girl to the grown uh, woman for Lilith, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a great job. And I hope that this actress, whose name I don't know, I'm sorry, um, is going to be along those lines. You know, really, I, I think she's got possibility. I do. But I don't know yet because we haven't seen she's much really of her. Pretty. She's really pretty. She is. She's um, right out of that same uh, group of characters, woman on the show with long brunette hair. Sorry, <laughs> pretty, right? Pretty long brunette hair. And I, what I like about them actually is that they're pretty, but they're not so drop-dead gorgeous that you never believe in a million years they are what they are, you know? Um they look. They just look like normal, pretty to me. Does that make any sense? <laughs> um. Now this was the episode when I, everybody was sick when they were filming it, right? Yeah. Do you notice anything? I don't. It's like you know. I didn't notice anybody sounded like they were stopped. You know, stuffed up their nose or anything. You know, they all mm-hmm. sounded sorry. Well, the only one that we don't have to listen to and decide if they're sick as Jared, apparently. It was just fine. <laughs> Must be all the candy. <laughs> um, but uh, Jim, maybe a little bit. And Jensen kind of pitches his voice different anyway for Dean, but possibly him a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't notice too much at all. Um yeah, that's another great story at Paley Fest is about, uh, speaking of do-overs, uh, Misha tells a story of how m- maybe if he had it to do over again, he would not use that particular lower gravelly voice that he uses for cast. And I know it's hard on him, but it's like, he's right. It, as an angel, he needs quite a voice, you know. And yeah. his natural voice is very nice, but it doesn't have the weight that his cast voice does for that character. And it's a very funny story. Again, I recommend go find the videos because it's just hysterical, the whole thing. It goes from Misha telling that story to Jensen talking about the first time he heard the voice in the scene and, and being <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> it was hilarious because he says, what is he doing? And then he says, did he not? Audition and to, and and like watch it twice. Like watch it the first time and and listen to Jensen and watch him and then listen again and look at Misha 
and his reactions and laughing hysterically. And then later on when Jared chimes in and says how they would kind of like walk by and poke him, is he, is he in character? Is he in character? And then they kind of lean the other way when they go by. And he says, like, maybe he was eating granola or something. I was just dying. It's just hysterical. They were all very, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ouch. Oh, and what else is Eve up to? Again, she's a little bit, a little bit like Lilith because we didn't see too much of Lilith for a while. You kind of maybe heard stuff, or she was, uh, who knows what, getting ready for her big finale at the end of uh, the season. But this Eve's a little bit like that. Like, what is she doing? I never really thought of Lewis as the big bad for that season. Um, mm-hmm. For season four, I, you know, thought of her as like, you know, the second to big bad. You know, the devil was always Lucifer, mm-hmm. always the big bad, and Lewis was like his lieutenant or something. Yes, and of course that season we also had Ruby, right? Who was, awesome. was who was a sneaky big bad, and. Yeah, so yeah, it's a little bit like if you if you know that Sam and Dean are such big trouble, you wonder why why doesn't Eve go right to them? You know, but I guess if they want to take over the whole planet, they're not the only ones out there. And I again, <laughs> it's like Eric Kripke said, you know, well if we you know put their weapons on bungee cords, there'd be no fourth act. <laughs> So, yeah, it's like if Eve came right to them, well, we'd be missing the last half of the right. season. <laughs> so, yeah, that's okay. And if she is after the whole world, well, you know, it's kind of like, well, why do I even bother with Sam and Dean? I'll just toy with them, but I got bigger bigger issues than these two knuckleheads, as Bobby <laughs> calls them. <laughs> I think Sam and, and Dean, at this point, you know, before, at, you know, the first few seasons, it was like, yeah, why do demons keep going after Sam and Dean? What's so special about them? But it's like now they actually, we know they are special. You know, they're the mm-hmm. special you know, heaven and hell. And, you know, they've both mm-hmm. died a million times. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of it actually makes sense when the demons and everything go straight to them to, to harass them instead of, you know, somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, oh, are sorry. we are, live hour almost up? Yes. That's just that to say. I noticed we have one minute remaining in our live broadcast, but uh, we keep right on going and, and being recorded. So if you download us later or want to listen online later, the full broadcast is there up to two hours. Um, you can, again, you can find us on blogtalkradio.com, search for Media Boulevard. Uh, media, M-E-D-I-A-B-L-V-D, uh, Winchester Radio. You can go to winchesterbros.com, click on the Winchester Radio logo. Uh, you can search on iTunes. You can download us there, search for, and then save and uh, uh, subscribe to us through Media Boulevard. You'll find us that way. Uh, always check our Facebook and Twitter. There are always links there and updates. Uh, you can find us there. And... That's it for the business. We can carry on. Um, uh, Did you want to talk any about the promos, the promo that was at the end of this? Uh, sure, that's fine with me. Do we do we want to like talk about the 
if I can find them, sort of um, pop culture well, stuff and other references. We've talked about <laughs> some of it already. That um, would be good. Okay. Um, the writer for this episode was Brett Matthews, who wrote Live Free and Twy Hard. And this was slightly more sedate <laughs> than, than that episode, which was really wild and crazy. But I, I liked it. I thought he did a good job. I mean, we have our issues with it, but I thought he did a good job. And uh, Mike, Mike Roll, R-O-H-L, directed, and he did a fine job of directing. Yeah, Mike Roll, yeah, he he's directed quite a few, and he's a really good director. Mhm. Yeah, and I guess Brett is new this season, and I I, I think he's I think he's doing fine. Um, I thought it was a little bit interesting that the trucker at the beginning of the episode, Rick, the trucker, when Eve went and uh, uh, started the whole process with the conworm with him. And she says, you know, I'm willing to, to go as far as you want, which, of course, is a big double entendre. And you would, kind of the stereotype of long-distance truckers is, you know, a girl in every truck stop or whatever. And he was just the opposite. He says, I'm not that type. You know, he was married. He was faithful. And this is what you need, a pamphlet of finding finding God. Of course, it gave Eve an opportunity to uh, give her opinion about God, which uh, isn't a very good one, of course. <laughs> Saying, you know, you've been abandoned by your father. Again, the whole family issues, you've been abandoned by your father. Hmm? And when, I am assuming when she did something with his ear there with her mouth, that was her Mm. injecting the worm for the very first time. Yes, and that was yucky. (laughs) Really yucky. But I don't think after that they had to, like, you know, Put the tongue in each other's ear to, to give each other the worm. Where that would have been a whole different episode. <laughs> a whole that different would have been really show. funny. <laughs> a whole that different would have been show. really funny. <laughs> well, not that we saw. We, did we ever see the worm go in? No, we didn't. We, we did. Like, uh, yeah. But, but Dean by himself, right? Dean by himself. So, yeah, he, it had, that, was, that would have been kind of funny. <laughs> they never, never would have gotten a scene finished, though. It all would have been laughing probably so much. <laughs> Mm. You know, uh, uh, speaking of quotes and things like that And the thing we just talked about with the trucker uh, Eve says, God doesn't care about you Rick says, sure he does And then he says, your father made you and then abandoned you So you pray, you see signs when there's nothing The truth is, your apocalypse came and went And you didn't even notice A mother would never abandon her children like he did You'll see and, you know, that's a little, I wonder if that was kind of a nod to the fans, some of the fans that complained the, that the, uh, or or even out in the world, you know, there was apocalypse that nobody seemed to notice, like the apocalypse wasn't apocalyptic enough. So I wonder if that's kind of a double, double meaning comment there, sort of a comment on that. But, uh, and, you know, it's kind of what with things going on in the real world today, it kind of makes you wonder, is there a yes. actual apocalypse going on and we're not noticing? It sure seems like one. I I I don't know. I'm I'm not sure even evil can get their act together enough to actually plan something that big, you know, globally. Because there's always infighting and problems and things like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's they're sure apocalyptic events. I don't know if that. Who knows? But yes, they are pretty horrible. 
Um, and she says a mother would never abandon her children. It's going to be interesting because they've done father issues for a long time now, and there's been some mention of mother, but now we have an evil mother. So we'll see, we'll see what she's capable of. Um, oh, I, you know, I misheard this, and I'm glad I read the correction. It's when uh, uh, another quote, Bobby and Dean are talking about. Uh, beginning when Bobby's talking about um, what's happening, that they're noticing something's going along along uh, I-80, and Bobby says, shifters, six of them, and he says, two hunters died taking them out. I thought it said 200 died taking them out. I'm like, wow, 200 hunters? Not many. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> but no, two hunters. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and, of course, Dean, Dean being Dean, says a, tra- a straight kick line. The kick line has to do like a chorus line or dance kick line down I-80, and then he calls it a Sherman March Monster Mash. Sherman's March, of course, refers to the Civil War and Sherman marching on Atlanta. And then Bobby says he's calling it Mother's Day, so there's lots of mother's jokes out there. And Dean says, well, hey there, you little herpy. And Sam says, why are you talking about herpes? And he's like, what? I don't. Shut up. Shut up. That's very funny. A very brotherly exchange. I loved it, but I thought Dean was saying herpy. Not herpes. I was like, Sam, why was he keep talking about herpes? I was in the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam didn't know either. <laughs> I guess he was just thinking something icky. Uh, who, who knows? <laughs> a steam. <laughs> was, I was, uh, I was just as confused as Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny when. Uh, um, they first see Samuel, and Rufus says, I take it you know each other. Dean says, he's our grandfather. Rufus is like, oh, somebody needs a hug, which was uh, pretty funny, pretty funny. Um, I love that they didn't forget that Dean said the next time I see you to, to Grandma. Uh-huh. I'm going to kid they didn't forget. He mar- and he did. That was the first thing. He marched right in there with murder on his mind, and the only the thing that stopped him was Sam. And Sam, I think, was pretty much the only thing that could have stopped Dean. Yeah, Sam. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that Sam said, "I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying let's wait." So anyway, that was that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, I know they did it because of the story and the plot, but when they everybody puts their guns in the bag and locks them up, I guess they just sort of trusted them. But you think with what Samuel had done before, they would have searched them. And made sure nobody was carrying an extra weapon. Right, yeah, because it's like we know for a fact that Dean's always completely covered from head to toe with all kinds of weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why wouldn't they think that nobody, you know, somebody else might be too? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, that was a little goofy, but that's whatever. Oh. I don't know if they knew it was the same, but when Dean says it's not in me, they used that in Croatoan also. I don't know yeah. if they actually did that for sure, but that was pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. Um. Hmm. Oh, another reference, because I've never seen the movie, the uh, John Carpenter film, The Thing. 
also very mm-hmm. similar, like an enclosed space and the preacher and transforming the members of the crew. And they also use electricity. That's how they um, use the alien. Like I said, if you're going to steal, steal from the best. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, hmm. Anything else? We talked about this a lot. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Okay, so you want to talk about the promo? If everybody, if anybody out there is a complete spoiler phobe, uh, now's the time to take a break because <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the promo, and the promo actually covered two episodes. And that um, was that was the most different promo, you know. Well, it was on, only sound effects, no music, no, you know, no dialogue, and it was mm-hmm. really cool. <laughs> It was really cool. It reminded me the sort of different beats and sounds. Reminded me of Stomp, where they use uh-huh. all sorts of everyday objects to make the sounds, like you know, tin cans and paint buckets and who knows what else. And that's what it reminded me of. And it also reminded me of what is it, the Kit Kat commercial, where they're writing the, the candy bars in different ways uh-huh. to make the different sound. Might be a little bit of that, but more like Stomp. That was my first thought. But there's scenes from an episode episode that I guess is about mothers or no, that's the one My Heart Will Go On, which is the reference to Titanic. Oh, that's the one where Balthazar um, decides that the Titanic never sinks and of course we know when you mess with the the timeline things happen so it looks like nothing is going to go well and the other episode of course is the one everybody's been waiting for is the western episode and are we sure of the title yet it was either gallows pole or Frontierland. have they made a decision it's frontier is it frontier yep Frontierland. like like that's Disney. what it is in the cw um when we got the schedule from the cw it said Okay, well, that's like the area of Disney. So I guess it's slightly, it's like modern people going into an area that's uh, and like all the I Midwest. Think, all I think about is in Auto Hell Breaks List Part 1, when Sam finds Andy and Andy says, he woke up in friggin' Frontierland. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that's they are filming, they're filming and they filmed it in Bordertown, which is the same place they filmed that, you know, in All Hell Breaks Loose. So mm-hmm. they use it. So I was like, so do y'all remember Bobby? Did y'all remember Andy saying that? And that's why you named the episode that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, could, could very well be. I'm really looking forward to that. And speaking again of the Paley Festival, they actually showed, um, which is probably the opening scene from that episode, which is how Sam and Dean end up in the Old West. And speaking of Cass. <laughs> Um, uh, he does she, exist. <laughs> what? Cass does exist. Mhm. <laughs> he does exist. I was beginning to think he was a figment of our imagination. I know. So he he does exist, and he will be back for that episode, which I believe Di B tweeted is going to be on April twenty second. Right. So, right. My heart will go on. Will be on the fifteenth, apparently, and now. There's a scene in that promo from that episode where it looks like Sam and Dean are walking along the street and from up above a building, like probably the fourth floor or something or higher, there's a big old-fashioned safe. I 
don't know if it comes out the window or somebody was hoisting it up, but it falls, and it looks like it's about to fall on top of them, and that makes me think mystery spot. Okay, that epi- the episode that that was from, that's from um, not the Western. It's from the other one, and it's, it's kind of has – it's kind of like the Final Destination movies is what I've heard. Oh, okay. You know, where everybody is like, you know, all these, they're, you know, escaping death left and right. Mm-hmm. And that's huh. apparently, yeah. Mm. It still reminds me of Mystery Spot. <laughs> it has orange ones with the death falling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Dean, he's probably thinking, not again. <laughs> not again. And Sam's probably like, oh, please don't. I hope this doesn't mean I have to relive this over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. I, it would be really, really, really cool if they actually brought that up. Sam Bourdain brought that up again, you know. Like we did right. this one, so I'll do it again. Yeah, that would be really, really great. It all depends on who wrote it, you know, if they've been around a long time. And remember Mystery Spot. That was now, Jeremy Carver. Hmm? Uh, and Jeremy Carver's not with the show anymore, which I hate. Um, yeah. There's a... Uh, a real quick flash in the promo that one little thing that has me more curious than anything else in that promo is it shows Bobby in a chair with the belt in his mouth and it looks like somebody, I would assume Castiel doing the whole soul search thing like Castiel did on Sam. Mm -hmm. And so he's doing it on Bobby. So that has me really curious to see what that's Mm. called. Yeah, that doesn't bode well either. <laughs> it really, really doesn't. I know. I'm very concerned. <laughs> it looks like with good reason. <laughs> and I'm wondering if it can have anything to do with Crowley and the deal, you know, and all that stuff. That's right. Yeah, because we talked about before, is that deal completely over? We never really found out, so could be could be something going on. Boy. Um, any news you want to mention? Anything about our fight or? Well, I do want to. I just want to say for the fifty millionth time that Jared and Jensen do not have Twitter. <laughs> they do not have Twitter. They do not have Twitter. They do not have Twitter. Uh, today, there's uh, somebody faked a screen cap on Twitter today, um, saying that showing that it was supposed to be from Daniil, and that they're telling this person that oh, this is, Jensen is on Twitter now, and here's his account. And, oh dear. Yeah, it's not Jensen. Jensen would know how to speak correct English, I think, and he wouldn't. <laughs> And he wouldn't say that a picture of him at the Few Good Men, um, at him giving autographs at the Few Good Men play, he wouldn't say that that's him on set in season six. I think Mm -hmm. he would know, you know. So (laughs) don't believe the fakers, people. Jared and Jensen do not have Twitter. No, or Facebook, please. No social network for for the boys or uh, Genevieve. Uh, uh, Danielle is on Twitter. It's very obvious. She's verified. It is her. Yes, if you follow Danielle Harris, uh, still got that Twitter name. Hasn't 
changed it yet to Ackles. She is Mrs. Ackles officially now. Hmm? The fake direct message has Daniil saying that Twitter told her that if she followed the real Jensen's account, they would take away her account. Now, how and what? How does that even make sense in any way, shape, or form? (laughs) So yeah, it does. Don't believe this stuff, people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Tane, if you, uh, uh, and, you know, uh, let's give Danielle's Twitter a, a plug. Follow Danielle because she often as not posts uh, pictures of Jensen, her and Jensen, their new doggy, Oscar, who looks like he's uh, doing well. Uh, have you seen a picture of Oscar? He looks like a big Muppet to me. Yes, he does. He's 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 a funny looking dog. <laughs> yeah, he's uh it's sort of reddish fur. He's got reddish fur and it's curly because he's uh he's a labradoodle, right? Labrador and uh poodle, oh, standard poodle probably. And he's gonna be a big oh, dog and he's very he's a fluffy. golden doodle. What? He's a golden doodle. Golden ah. retriever and poodle. A golden retriever. Okay. So um yeah, and, and he's very cute, but, but he looks like a big Muppet. Yeah, he does. You know, so just adorable. But, uh, yeah, and uh, Danielle's Twitter is her name, Danielle Harris. And uh, no word yet if she's going to change her Twitter name to Danielle Ackles because that is how she is uh, professionally now. Yes, Internet, uh, she was talking about it the other day, Internet Movie Database and I forget, was it SAG or something? But anyway, some of the official acting channels, um, she has her uh, name changed to Jensen, of course, (laughs) being Mrs. Ackles. (laughs) And uh, so, but at the moment, I want to follow her. She is Danielle Harris on Twitter. Um, And she's fun. Uh, Get other stuff, uh, definitely follow her. No Genevieve, no Jared, no Jensen yet. Though, supposedly... Sebastian Roche tweeted a picture of Jared, who is supposedly considering Twitter. It sounds like Sebastian's maybe trying to talk him into it, if that whole thing is for real, too. I don't know. If Jared and Jensen ever decide to come on Twitter, Cliff will let everybody know. Mm -hmm. And you can follow follow Cliff at Bodyguard for J&J on Twitter, because he will tell everybody, if Jared and Jensen get Twitter, he'll be the one to let everybody know. Yes, he will, and he'll have the official Twitter name, just in case, yep. uh, who knows, Jared decides to be J. Pawlecki or Jared P. or who knows, you know, be, or something entirely really different, not much. Huh? If, if they do decide to get Twitter, it's going to be so hard because, like, there's been so many fakers taking every form of their name out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be really hard. Yeah. Um, can you, because, like, you, you know, you think you would kind of want to, like register name so nobody else could have it officially. But of course the minute you register somebody's gonna find out. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah. Um uh like like you said, Cliff will definitely let us know officially and and uh, uh we'll let everybody else know for sure that they that they have it. But in the meantime, somebody tells you they're the real Jared Jensen or Genevieve, don't believe them. It's not true. They do not twitter. Don't ever meet any of those people in person. That has happened, and it was pretty scary. Yeah. Go there. Check it out. All you got to do is ask. It takes like two seconds. We're happy to find out for you. We can let you know that no, nobody's official, et cetera. Just, just take a minute and check it out. Because we'll 
Um, anything else about the promo? Any other promos? Anything else you want to talk about the Paley Fest? Any other news? I hope we hear about season seven real soon. Yeah, the I, from what I've heard, the reason that CW is taking so long about because you know they haven't released any renewal, mm-hmm. they haven't told anything about any shows, is because you know Don Ostroff is stepping down, and they're mm-hmm. bringing in a new person, so they're waiting for that new person to come in and then make the announcement. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, which means it would happen right about mid-May, which is everybody's announcement. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, we're we're spoiled, you know, from the last couple seasons because we've heard so early in the year, and it's kind of just nice to relax, and then, of course, they all get to write the finale geared toward being back next season, and they... you know, it's typical Eric Kripke to just plow right on ahead and say, whatever, this is what we're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, which is which is cool, and I, I understand it. But I, I hope there's a seventh season. I hope the new person sees sees um, everything about uh, Supernatural that's been so great for the network and fans and all of that and goes for it. Um, another thing, like speaking of publicity and press, uh, I, I guess we could say it could only make it better, right? The TV Guide coming out, the whole fan favorite poll, everybody was voting like mad again. Uh, apparently Supernatural um, has got its share of awards again because they talk about right before the Paley Fest, there was a photo shoot at TV Guide. And it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and in one of the interviews, Jared Jensen let it slip what they won. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, should we so, say what they won? Because he says what they won. He did an interview, yeah, so I guess it's okay. Um, yeah, Benson, <laughs> go ahead. That they won best show, favorite show, mm-hmm. and he said, I won an award and Misha won an award. So I guess Jensen won for favorite actor and Misha mm-hmm. won for, uh, was it favorite non-human? I think yes. that's what he was <laughs> <up to. laughs> Yeah, but, which is great. I'm, I'm sure Misha, you know, would really have a time, you know, he'll he'll be able to, have some stories about being the favorite non-human. So <laughs> yeah, and that's the April 18th TV guide, I believe, which will be out right around that time. Which is cool because that's right when the show starts up again on the 15th. <laughs> so it'll be somewhere in that neighborhood. But again, don't worry, we'll be announcing it like mad. I I wonder if it's too much to ask that there's a cover again. That'd be pretty cool. Twice in six months. Ah, oh, that would be awesome. It would be fantastic. Can't wait to see the photo shoot, too. I kind of hope it's... Hmm? Yeah, me too. I always look forward to... TV Guide always has really good photo shoots. Yeah. Definitely. Any way they want. It'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I think it would be, I don't know, kind of crazy. I suppose anything can happen. It all depends on who's taking over for Dawn, but... You would think with all these honors and awards and and you know, uh, publicity, why they'd want to cancel a show that's doing that well for them and getting all this reaction and TNT and and uh, DVD sales, all those things add up. Uh huh. Yeah, 
Um, I wonder if also they'll they'll take to heart or if anything will come of um, the person who asked the question at the Paley Festival about how come Jensen and Jarrett aren't executive producers on Supernatural like Tom Welling um, and many other actors on their shows after they've been there a while. And <laughs> Jensen and Jared stood up and kind of applauded and pretended to pay her off because they were trying to supposedly get her to ask that particular question. And I'm sure if it was up to Eric and Sarah and Robert Singer, they would do it. And it sounds like the guys would definitely get, love that. But I guess it's up to the network itself or the studio. And there's been nothing about that. But you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? I'm good. I can't think of anything else. Okay. Um, we didn't get any callers tonight. Well, <laughs> makes me sad. But I guess well, I guess the episode didn't new episode didn't air last night, and of course the last episode was so wild and crazy. The French mistake, you know, before that we got everybody riled up, which was fun. But maybe yeah. maybe the Western episode will be like that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we always welcome callers. So, and on that note, I guess we're we're gonna wrap this up for this week. Um, unless things change, and we'll let you know, we'll probably be back with the next new episode, and that airs on the fifteenth of April. So try and struggle through Helatus. Uh, keep a check on our Facebook and Twitter and Winchester Bros. dot com. We'll have uh, any news and fun stuff to get you through because we need it too. (laughs) And I guess that's it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in a few weeks. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Bye-bye for now.